Effect. Hi, it's the Media Podcast. Yep. We are here. We are here. Live, Wednesday, uh, the the March of Sixes. Yeah, it's March. It's March 2020. It is March 4th. March 4th. Yeah, you had that wrong, date wrong. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, my head is just in an onward position. Haha, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. But we'll, we'll get to onward a little later. Uh, talk for a second while I plug this in. Of course. I'm gonna, while you plug that in, I'm going to plug Mebo Podcast. As if you are listening to us live, welcome. If you're listening to this recorded, you can chat with us live every Wednesday at around 6.30 Pacific time when we go live. But you may be asking, what is the Media Boat Podcast? I don't what ask. What is this thing we're doing I don't right ask now? this. I know this. You know this. I but know they this. might not. The Media Boat Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now, is a podcast about media, that is, movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. We bring you the hottest news and our recent, most recent thoughts. The hottest thoughts. Mm-hmm. Hot thoughts only. Only the hot hottest. Thoughts buns. Hot thought hot buns. Hot buns. Well, I, mm, see I think that's something run. else, actually. See how mm. they run. Yeah, see how they run. All right. Uh, so thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we um, are the Media Podcast. My name is Matt. His da- name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Sucker. This is a post Super Tuesday world we are living Ooh, in. Boy, and oh, boy, was boy. it a Tuesday. But we're not here to talk politics. No, unfortunately, we're not. That's our other podcast. Yes. Uh, well, no, it's not. We'll plug <laughs> that later. So stick around if you want to hear that plug. But we're talking about media book podcast, and so let's yeah, we're start talking about media book podcast with the media. We're talking about media, and let's roll right into it. We always start the show with movies, and we always start the movies section with the weekend box office numbers. All right. Do we have a new number one? We do, but you can't see it. Why not? Because. Is it, like, X-rated? No, no, it's uh, not. Not that I know do, of. Do I have to bring a parent supervision? Ah, uh, possibly. But that's not why. You can't see it. Because it's the Invisible Man. Did not see that coming. No, you literally did not. The Invisible <laughs> Man was your number one movie debuting with $28 million. So, technically, because he's there, isn't he the Translucent Man? <laughs> the Zero Opacity Man? <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, well, keep going, keep going. Still, Give me a third like, one. Uh, third one's the funniest one. The uh, Mueller Dimension Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't the funniest one. No. Uh, yeah, Invisible Man, $28 million. Eh, Yeah, I guess, sure. I mean, they marketed it well enough that people knew what it was. Um, Is the Clay Aiken Song Man too much of an obscure reference? Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's, a, that, that's an awkward-ass song when you think about it. <laughs> Uh, so number two, moving down a notch uh, after a couple weeks at the top, Sonic the Hedgehog, another $16 million. That's a $128 million domestic. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, Not bad that's pretty good for three weeks now? Two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah. Valentine's. Three weeks. He had to go fast. He's still going fast. He had to. Uh, Call of the Wild, CG Dog, number three, $13 million. That's only made $46 million domestic. I saw a headline that said that movie is going to lose Disney $50 million. I saw the exact same thing. Yep. Because <laughs> it's a bomb. But CGI Dog is CGI. CGI and, Dog's a bomb. And Call of the Wild is a well-known uh, yeah. property. Wasn't well, like, didn't apparently help it. All those kids were like, yeah, I already had to read and do a book report on this last year. Why why, why watch the movie? Uh, the puppy was not puppy enough. No. no. For people to care. Looks for 
looks creepy, in my opinion. Well, yes. Yeah. Number four. Anime uh, people rejoice. There's an anime movie in your top five this week. Yeah, there was. My Hero Academia, colon, Heroes Rising. Yeah. $5.8 million. I'm guessing this was a Fathom Event style this kind of special definitely a thing. Fathom Event. My Hero Academia is yep. an anime. Yes, yes it is. Uh, so yeah, crack the top four. Yes, I've been talking about catching up on My Hero Academia constantly. So you can see this? Oh, I did not see this. No, I'm saying so you can see this. Yes, I will go catch and see up. this. Yes, do, catch up. Do, do so. Yeah, listen, they do these like big event films in between seasons. Fair enough. And then, lastly, rounding out your top five, still in the top five, Bad Boys for Life. More like Box Office for Life. Am I right? So, is this a comedy and the number one comedy this year? No. No. It's an action film, and the number one action film this year then, right? I, I guess by default. By default? Uh, that made $4.3 million, by the way, this week. Uh, that is right under 200 It is sitting at 197 right now domestically. Yeah, that thing is going to Ugh. literally crawl over the crawl line. Over the line. Maybe. Considering, like, because if you still do half, that's yeah, still like two. Yeah, two change, maybe, if they yeah. can do it. So but yeah, we'll see. I don't know if they can carry a million over a week I anymore. Mean, when we find out. So, like I said, by the time it leaves the theaters, I think it will officially cross. Yeah. I think they're just waiting for it to cross it, and then they'll pull it. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, good news for bad boys. Yeah, good news for Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, yes. who we'll also be talking about later. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but before all that, there's new releases this weekend. Oh, so what are we seeing? Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but here are the new releases. Uh, first up, Emma, period. Pass. This, of course, being the adaptation of... A, another adaptation, I should say, of probably many, of the book Emma. Yes. Except it, this one has a period at the end, so you know there's something twisty about it. it it's trying to make a statement yes. by having the period there. Emma, period. It's all you're getting near. Yep. Um, Onward, which, of course, is the new Pixar movie. We were talking about this a little bit of the pre-pod conversation about Onward, uh, how we're feeling about it, pre-release. Seems like uh, reaction is mixed, but then again, the stakes are a little lower this time. It's not a huge Pixar release. I think that they're saving the big fire for Soul at the end of the year. Yeah. This is more like there's there's early like not quite summer but like early year like we fun Pixar movie. We didn't see a Super Bowl trailer for no. Onward, no. and I think that right there tells you the kind of their priority priority yes. on what Onward is for Disney and Pixar. Because I feel like they know um, the difference between uh, their like their fun you know box office friendly ones and their riskier Oscar potential ones. The ones they're doing with the celebrity voices versus the ones they're <laughs> yes. pulling their heart into. So when you put Andrew Stanton on yes. and when you don't put Andrew Stanton on. Basically. <laughs> I actually don't know if he's involved with Soul. I just assume he is. Well, he's involved in all projects now. <laughs> well, yes, by default. By default. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so that's your that's your big release probably this week is Onward. Yep. And then rounding out your new release is The Way Back. The Way, Way Back. What is The Way Back? Um, Besides the machine that uh, um, no. makes you go back in time. So this is actually a prequel to that Steve Carell movie, The Way, Way Back. Ha ha, you're funny. I know, right? What is it really? This stars Ben Affleck. <laughs> 
as okay. a basketball coach. Oh, okay. I have seen some commercials. He was redeeming those. himself yes. and the team and the town yes. in a true feel-good film of the year starring Ben Affleck and basketball. But it's no Coach Carter. No. Or Glory Road. No. So spats. But it's a basketball movie. So if that it's sounds a interesting movie. to you and you like Ben Affleck, go see this movie. Also, I'm going to steal a segue here. Uh-huh. Because it is coming out this weekend. Uh, and it is also the first weekend of March. That brings us talks about March Madness, which is why yeah. it's Brick coming out. Fair enough. Uh, we'll get a little bit into some March Madness stuff a little bit later. Also, we'll plug some March Madness stuff a little bit later. Okay, cool. Uh, look forward to that. But for now, did you see any movies this week? Uh, did I see any movies this week? Spoiler, I did not. Uh, no, I do have tempid plans. Temporary plans. Tepid. Tempid? Tepid. Tepid May plans. or may not actually happen. Plans are like kind of—they're not hot, they're not cold, they're just tepid. Yeah. <laughs> to see onward this weekend. Okay, so we'll see if that happens next week. I have uh, free tickets to the movies. I might use it for onward. Might use it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So fair enough. That might be date night this weekend. Ooh. Pixar date night. Nice. Uh, trying to sell it with Chris Pratt in it. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't get to see him. No, you get to hear him. Yeah. Tom Holland. Spider-Man's in it, too. She likes Spider-Man. the same. It's Star-Lord and Spider-Man. You're Star-Lord on and Spider-Man. On a crossroad adventure with their legs daddy. I'm sorry? <laughs> with their daddy long legs. <laughs> they're, 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 I think that's a different movie about the legs daddy. I think you find that on... Uh, on some deep web uh, searches with incognito mode turned on. I am not going to Google Leg Daddy. Leg Daddy. Don't Google Leg Daddy. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's podcast title right there. Uh, don't Google Leg Daddy. Don't Google Leg Daddy. All right, moving on um, to movie news. Oh, we have actual movie news. We have movie news. All right, movie news. Wait, do you want to put a number on Onward? Uh, no. No? <laughs> because this has been a weird-ass year. Um, I feel like nothing's really broken. So, uh, yet, I don't know if this will be the first thing to do so. Family movies always do big. I have a feeling it's not going to do amazing. What did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog do week one? Was it 60? Uh, 40. 40. I believe. Okay, how about 50? You want to do an over-under on 50? I was going to do over-under around 60. Okay, fine. Over-under 60, I'm taking the under. Okay, I'll take the over on 60. Okay, that sounds okay. I feel like it should be like 68. That's why. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like a high 60, a solid debut, like a good... but with stuff going on in the world, as we will get into, oh. that is obstructing yes. everything. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to be hard for a lot of people to be convinced to be going to a theater with a lot of people this weekend. Yes. Uh, but it is a family-friendly film, which so gives see. it the extra box office we automatically. We'll see what happens. All right, but movie news. Movie news. Hey. I hope you like bits. Oh, I love some bits. Because this is an all bits episode almost. Oh. Get ready for our bits coming hot and heavy. And we start the bits sections by giving you a bunch of bits about Netflix. So Netflix has been curing a lot of news stories over the past month, let's say. And while, yes, we normally report on them as they come out, 
other stuff has been more important. Other stuff's happening, too. Uh, so. so, this is just an accumulation of stuff that's happened over the course of the past month. Yeah. More or less. So, here are some bits all about Netflix. First up, cocaine hippos. Yes. Uh, we, I think you, we <laughs> joked about this Pretty last week or two weeks hippos. ago. Because I had to ask you what you said because I couldn't believe you said the words cocaine hippos. Yes. Yes, cocaine hippos is developing on Netflix. It is a film about the zoo animals owned by Pablo Escobar. Who escaped before his capture? The hippos escaped, I should say. Yes, the wild animals were set free. Like all his exotic animals were set free before they captured Pablo Escobar. So they're just somewhere out there in Colombia. They're, they're not cocaine hippos. Like they're not hippos doing cocaine. I think it's like the, the cocaine was happening nearby the hippos. <laughs> The hippos were not directly involved. There's just so much cocaine in the fields that they roamed. Sure, yes. They, they are by, by default the cocaine hippos. Yes. Anyway, um, also on Netflix, uh, they've purchased a project from Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne called The Good Nurse. Uh, so $25 million. We have reported on The Good Nurse being made okay. a while back. Uh from Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain yes. about the nurse who was a known serial killer. Yes, this was like two or three weeks ago we brought this up. Yes, well, they had a buyer, they Netflix. Buyer, Netflix. Follow-up story. Yep. Like I said, both of these are stuff that's occurred over a while. Speaking of millions of dollars, $275 million. Ooh, that is a lot. Is a lot of money. And yes. how many films do you think that's worth if you're Adam Sandler? Uh... Four, five? Four. Four? Four films. Four films. That is the deal that Adam Sandler has signed with Netflix for four more Netflix-exclusive movies. $275 million. All right, let's do the math there. 275 yeah. divided five. by four. Five four. That's 80. No, wait, divided by four. That's 30. 80. No, 60. 70. <laughs> Just keep saying numbers. Get there eventually. That's $78 million. Yeah. Just call it rounded up to $80 million a film. That's, yeah, that's not cheap. No. Those are expensive movies. That's not to make the film. That's just for Adam Sandler's salary. It's just, it just sounds like that, and then also to hire all his friends and go somewhere to, to shoot somewhere fun. <laughs> yeah. Because that's literally every Adam Sandler movie now. Right? If it's not Uncut Gems, that is. Well, um, even then, he that was shot on location. Yeah, so maybe it is then. Uh, so, meanwhile, in Netflix success story news... Two of their Oscar-nominated films from 2019 are getting added to the Criterion Collection. Uh, that, of course, being The Irishman and Marriage Story. Oh, well, hey, those join uh, Parasite that we talked about. Yes, yes, it does. So it's three out of the uh, three out of the last year's uh, Best Picture nominees already getting the Criterion treatment. So look forward to that if you are a collector of Criterion Edition films. Again, also another follow-up. Yes. Uh, filming uh, has wrapped on George Clooney's The Midnight Sky, which is about scientists trying to stop astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. Do-do-do-do. So this will be on Netflix. Uh, yes, this also sounds like a plot to some Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's a little Twilight Zone-y. I'll give you that, give yeah. you that one. Uh, yeah, expect this to be one of their, like... Surprise trailers and immediately, like, watch now stuff. Yeah. Like they did with the, uh, uh, 
the Cloverfield thing? Paradox? Yeah. Cloverfield Paradox? Yeah, something like that. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, George Clooney's a big name. Yes. Uh, did you see that George Clooney is also in the news or making waves for an espresso? Oh, why? Uh, because <laughs> uh, Nespresso, like, coffee beans uh-huh. are being picked by uh, underage migrant workers. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so George Clooney has come out in vocal opposition of it, uh-huh. even though he's also the spokesperson are they pull- for Nespresso. Are they going to pull his ads? He might. Yeah, I wonder if they will. I wonder if he will say, don't run my ads anymore until you fix this. Yeah. But it's weird that when the story broke, they really tried to get George Clooney on the line and not, you know, <laughs> an espresso CEO. Right, you think the company that actually does something about it. Yeah, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's modern, t- modern news right there. Yep. In a nutshell. Uh, and lastly, I have, this is a, a, a bit, the final bit in Netflix that's confusing to me. Because I thought these rights were already purchased. Uh, we thought, maybe. I don't uh, know. Like I said, it might be a long one. Apparently, Netflix is getting the exclusive streaming rights to the full film catalog of Studio Ghibli, which is something I thought we reported about HBO Max a month ago. Yeah, I thought that too. So wait a minute. Well, who, who actually has it? I don't know. This is the newest <laughs> story. So do they both have them? They but might both have them. But that's not what exclusive means. Right. So I don't know. I is it, or is there maybe a word missing here? Is this global? It might and be. And maybe HBO Max is just here? It might US? be U.S. That seems like that's more likely because yes. I feel like they can't both have exclusive rights. Right, and I think HBO Max is kind of more targeted towards uh-huh. here locally or probably American. It'll probably take some time for them to have a strategy for overseas. Right. Whereas Netflix having been existed... For almost a decade now. And already has everything set already up. has that infrastructure. For, for international sales. So it sale. would make sense if you were Studio Ghibli to be like, well, internationally, these guys have more coverage, so we'll do that for them. But uh, not saying that that's what's the story here. I actually don't know for sure, but we will do our research maybe between this and next week and figure out which one is true. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's it for Netflix bits, but we're not done with the bits. Oh, we're not done? We're not done with bits. We have a whole bunch of bits. Oh, we have normal bits now. That's about everything else that's happening. We have weekly bits. Yeah. First up, China's box office has plummeted $1.9 billion over the first two months of this year due to coronavirus. Uh, This is compared to last year. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Damn. people are not going to the movies out there. Yeah, you know, going to a, lockdown in Asia. Yeah, people are not going out into a confined place where hundreds of people sit for two hours at a time, uh, not leaving anywhere and mm. sharing the same air. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, needless to say, it's going to be a rough uh, catch up for the a lot of these industries. Yeah, and they don't have any like Avengers Endgame movies this no, year they can bank big, on. Nothing big. Like or, or After Earth have movies they can bank on. Yeah. Whatever that film, Chinese film was. Oh yeah, I forget what that was called, but yeah. Speaking of the coronavirus, uh, similar reasons have postponed No Time to Die, the James Bond film, to Thanksgiving weekend. It will no longer come out for its original date. Yes. Pushed to the end of the year. Um... Ironically, like the ticket sales went on sale uh, sometime last week, and then two days later, they decided to push the film back. Yeah. I don't know if that's because ticket sales were bad, or 
Most likely because of the coronavirus. The headline that I read specifically shouted out the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's because of the Chinese box office. Yeah, they're worried that they won't make their money out. Uh, like international. Money internationally, or at all, in other words, because right. that's how it is. Right, because as, as we've been uh, following, cases are popping up in Italy yeah. and we're in well, the why? EU, so... So yeah, it, it makes sense for them to be like, let's wait until this goes its course, hopefully, and put it out at a time where we know people will see it. Right. I mean, this also gives them time to finish up and polish any VFX right. work. For sure. And promote the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be an, an inescapable promotion through for now, basically, to November. Right. Won't be able to get away from it. All right. So get ready to see a lot of freaking Daniel Craig's mug everywhere. I mean... This also allows them to do any reshoots that they want, technically. Yeah, that's true. And if they wanted. Yeah, if they wanted. A week of reshoots. If they wanted. If they wanted. Next up, Pornhub. Um, I've <laughs> never heard of that site, and nor never. shall I ever... No, never. No. <laughs> never been there. What? What is this? I don't know. Hub of... Porn? Porn? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. Um, they're releasing the first non-adult film. Wait, what? Their first non-adult film. That doesn't sound right. Non-porn from Pornhub. Can <laughs> you believe it? That that sounds like an onion headline. That is right. But it's not. It's a, it's a it will be variety. About, and it is about a black lesbian strip club. Yeah. Okay. So is this like a documentary or is this fiction? I, don't I really think this know. is. The, I think they saw the success that hustlers had okay and basically said like wait yeah. we do that already like yeah we, we have like a bunch of this already yeah okay yeah. interesting um but this will be a theatrical release i believe so okay. don't expect a whole lot of i want to see their splash logo at the beginning of this movie i just want the <laughs> porn hub just giant theater just, just a giant porn hub yeah, in theater porn hub logo I, yeah. I believe you can go to the theater on, yeah. at the end of the alley for that <laughs> yeah between <laughs> <laughs> it's like pass through some beaded curtains b- between between the hours of 1am and 4am <laughs> yeah don't know where it is some, some guy on the corner will give you the directions anyway and then last or no not lastly in this bits uh, next up Oscar winning directors of Free Solo are set on their next documentary uh, they'll be making a, a film about the Thai cave rescue story uh, I think those were the soccer kids who were uh, in the Thai cave there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I mean, we just saw the Chilean Miners yeah, story right. get nominated last year. So yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is their surefire... Uh, Has it been three years? Way to an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Oh. Huh. Uh, was 2017, 16, story? Yeah, so 16, 17, some, sometime around there. Yeah. But yeah, um, that'll be interesting to see. Was this the one where Elon Musk wanted to send a submarine? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. It was yeah. this one, not the miners. Right. It was that one. Yeah. yeah. Because, it, because remember, the whole thing... About the divers. Was, ...was he was basically accusing the dude who actually did save them of being a pedophile. Right. Because Elon Musk is a dirt human being. Moving on. He's got some grime on him. <laughs> Should have more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or maybe the other way around. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, lastly in the bits, Antonio Banderas. Hey, speaking of a Chilean minor story. Antonio Banderas. What? <laughs> Antonio Banderas. He, he was in the uh, oh. the theatrical version of it. Okay. Uh, what was it? Like 23 men or something? I do not remember. 47 meters down? 
that's, that's a different movie. Uh, so Antonio Banderas has been cast in the Uncharted movie, which, by the way, finally started filming. Yeah, uh, with Tom Holland still. <laughs> yes. Um, not sure who's still playing. attached. Sounds like he might be the maybe the villain. I would go with villain here. Yeah, sure. It doesn't yeah. sound like a Sully type person. No, no, no. He's not Sully. They uh, Mark Wahlberg is Sully. Is he? Remember that was the whole thing. Is that when they originally started casting the film, Mark Wahlberg was, was going to be Nathan Drake, right? But then over the course of the t- project, they he eventually aged out. him to be Sully. <laughs> he just aged out of it. He aged out of the role, and, and they went with Sully. someone younger so that way they could have it for a, run for a while. Oh, also they could make a pre make it prequel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. interesting. All right. Uh, so yeah, Antonio <laughs> Banderas will play the villain in uh, the Uncharted film. Yeah, maybe. Most likely, I don't see why. if you or if you, dead or something. I don't know. Who knows? You don't cast Antonio Banderas uh-huh. in an international globe-trotting film, and either he's not the hero or the villain. <laughs> he's not some side character. Yeah, just puss in boots. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's so, so to bring in production, as I mentioned. So yeah, get ready. It's actually going to be a movie. Someday. Yeah. Someday. All right. That's it for the bits in the movie town, and that's it for movie news. Um, last bit of movie news. Uh, technically, it slides into TV, but Black Panther is now officially on Disney Plus. That's not today. movie news. That's television news. Well, then let's talk about television news. Okay, let's move into television. Before we talk about that, though, we have to talk about sports. Our sports corner. Yeah. You have one sports story this week. I think there's probably more happening, but you have one written down. Yeah. It's combine time. Uh, it was combine time. Oh, uh, well, that's not what you have here. Yeah, the past week. Oh, past week. Yeah. It was combine time, so if you uh, care about the NFL combine, which of course is, uh, well, you describe the combine. It is where uh, student athletes, well, I guess they're no longer student athletes. The D-League. The D, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the D-League. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where athletes who have yet to graduate, uh-huh. so I guess technically they're still the student D-League. athletes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they could have graduated in the spring. This is all true. Um, student athletes gather in Indianapolis to run, jump, and lift weights in front yeah. of scouts. Yes. In order to improve their draft position. Yes. Or, you know, because of modern technology, most scouts already know where, who they want to draft and where they want to draft but this them. is just the icing on the cake. This is just further proof that when they see it with their own eyes that this person is who they want on their team. Right. I mean, this is... Post the Senior Bowl, post the Championship Bowl, all the bowl games, everything. This is basically the last chance the the athletes have to impress scouts to be drafted. Or not drafted and like say, hey, we know you weren't drafted, but we liked your talent. We'd like to have you come for our practice squad and still try out. Yep. Yep. The Tom Brady effect. I guess so. So yeah, uh, if you cared about that, you would have already watched that. Yeah. What else is happening in sports? I watched some of it. There were no... I didn't see any uh, football-ass football names this year. No. No good ones? No good ones. Yeah, I'm sure though. They're there somewhere. Yeah. Anything else happening in the world of sports? This upcoming weekend? No, next weekend, the 14th. Yes. I will... No, this upcoming weekend is Selection Sunday. Okay. I believe... No, wait, because that's the first round. No. So this upcoming weekend is the last weekend of the regular basketball season before tournament begins on the 14th. Got it. At Selection Sunday, the weekend after. Or that Sunday after the 15th. Got it. So we are two weeks away from March Madness officially beginning. 
Yes, so get mad. With that said... That's a good segue. It's a good segue to plug, since we're in TV... Yes. Our own March Madness bracket. And this is why sports kind of left blank. Yes. <laughs> if you are a long-time listener to the Media Boat Podcast, you know that the last four years, we have done our own March Madness bracket. Uh, not basketball-related, but about media, like the media we cover here on our podcast. Yes. We take... Meat like things Meaty. like video games and movies and rank them in tournament style in uh, the, the in the way that you would a uh, March Madness bracket. Yeah. And uh, this year we are continuing the tradition by doing a bracket about television, uh, specifically about the best shows of the 2010s. Because we are currently in 2020, it has been a decade of. Yes. Sensational television. Oh, yeah. Some people have been calling it the golden age of television. Some people. Maybe us. But some people (laughs) (laughs) have definitely used that phrase. called it the golden age of television. So let's talk about it. And so, yes, if you would like to listen to those, they will be going up weekly throughout the month of March. Uh, Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So that means the first episode is already up for you to go and enjoy. Yes, so you will find our episodes. uh, We're basically uh, first seeding the pack uh, by uh, dividing all the shows into four categories, network television, basic cable, premium cable, and streaming, and deciding which ones will hang in the tournament. Uh, once we have four from each category, we'll have a semifinal and a final round. So, look forward to those shows as they come out throughout the rest of March. We may even have a bonus episode. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, but that is our March Mania Madness yes, thing March we Madness. do every year. So, enjoy this year's television brackets. Yes. And with that plug out of the way, let's get into some TV news. Let's get into it. So, we talk about Netflix a lot, and we're talking about Netflix again in television because they announced a new comedy festival. So, as a part of their Netflix is a joke campaign, they decided to, you know, reach out and expand on it to the city near you. Yeah. Well, more a city near you yeah specifically specifically as it does take place in la uh but yeah so netflix is hosting a star driven comedy festival called the netflix is a joke fest between april 27th to may 3rd uh they've already signed talent like ali wong dave chappelle and amy schumer as their headliners other performers including ken jong eliza schlesinger david letterman jamie fox Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, who are, I guess, are performing as a duo. Yes. Uh, Kevin Hart and Martin Lawrence. The festival will take place around 20 venues in Los Angeles, including the Greek Theater, Hollywood Bowl, and the Laugh Factory. The event will also include the standout and LGBTQ plus celebration with headliners Alan Carr, Hannah Gadsby, Margaret Cho, Rosie O'Donnell, Sandra Bernard, and Wanda Sykes. A lot of these comedians that you're rattling off currently have specials on Netflix. I wonder how they got them. Yeah, it's kind of like they signed a contract or something for it. Yeah, or something. In total, <laughs> there will be 100 stand-up shows planned through Live Nation, which is where you can purchase the tickets for this. Unfortunately. Yeah, so sucks. 
that part sucks. But hey, uh, so yeah, if you like uh, any of these uh, comics, uh, yeah, this is a lot of stuff. And you live near L.A., this will be a good time to see all this stuff. Yep. On top of this, they also have three different galas, I believe, staged throughout the week. Who, of course, have their own currently secret headliners. Yeah. So if you want to pay big money for those, you can do that if you want. Secret headliners. We won't. No, we won't. No. Um, unless you guys would like us to go. In that case, <laughs> Patreon. Patreon.com slash media. Oh, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for plugging. Yes. Moving on, our next story here. Um, it's time to hang up the gavel. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll take my Thor hammer Mjolnir gavel-esque <laughs> looking thing and place it up on the shelf. Not your gavel, Judge Judy's. Because after 25 seasons... Judy Scheindlin is retiring her show, but she's not quite done yet. Yeah. You know, it's good that we've been doing this podcast so long that we report on her uh, renewal into 2020. Right. And then also her retirement into 2020. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. So the 2020 to 2021 season of Judge Judy will be its last air new episodes of a show titled That. However, CBS has, of course, 25 years of reruns at the cost of $100 million. So they'll be playing those to the day that all of us die. Yeah, I think it's like (laughs) 52,000 hours or something like that. Her deal in 2015 made her the highest paid personality on TV, earning $47 million every year. Yeah, that's the one we reported on. One of our first shows we reported on that. Uh, Judy, however, did reveal that she isn't retiring yet. She's not done with television yet. She will return with a show called Judy Justice, which will come out sometime next year. Yeah. No exact words on what that would involve. Uh, If I had to guess, I would assume that it's less a courtroom show, and it's probably more about her probably one-on-one with people, like, directly about, like, law stuff. Like, dealing with the law or dealing it with, like, Jerry Springer-esque type show? Mm-mm. No. Not like not the, the former, not the latter. Okay. But yeah, we'll see. With a name like Judy Justice, it sounds like, yeah, like, more just... I mean, it also sounds like something that you'd find on know. Fox News. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe also. Maybe also. Okay, uh, that's it for television news. Uh, yeah. Did you watch any TV this week? Um, does Disney Plus count? No. Then no. <laughs> well, okay, so nothing new on Disney Plus. Yeah, nothing Plus. new on Disney Plus. Alright, uh... And we're no. talking about stuff we watched on Disney Plus. I rewatched the Goofy movie. Oh, yeah. You know, where a dad tries to bond with his son. It holds up. Yeah. It holds up. Yeah. It's an interesting take when you watch it young and it's just, oh, yeah. the kid wants to go to the concert. It's like, no, the dad just wants to spend time with his son. Right, exactly. It's a completely different movie now. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I think the only thing that I really, like, absorbed was, like, oh, you have to do so much to be popular. Like, man, why are the cool kids such, like, such bullies? And, like, now I realize, oh, wait, no, that's not what this movie is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Anyway. <laughs> kids. And I guess we can move on. Uh, 
Yes, we can. So, let's talk about cancellations and renewals. Alright, what am I no longer watching? Now, this list might be longer than normal. Yeah, maybe. It was a big chopping block this week on television. Insatiable on Netflix. Apparently, they're satiated because they have canceled it after two seasons. I believe it's satisfied? Both. Both are words. Okay. I didn't just make that up. I'm not you. You're not me? <laughs> I, I try to be me. <laughs> satiated is a word. Look it up. <laughs> NBC is bringing back Ellen's Game of Games for a fourth season. Hey, game show makes more game money. Games, games, games. NBC is bringing back the Blacklist for an eighth season. The thing won't end. That thing's still going? People like it. Ugh. Fox is bringing back So You Think You Can Dance for a 17th season. Yeah, that's... Uh, wait, are they doing double seasons? I think they do doubles now. They may not have in the past, but I think they did eventually. Because that has not been on the air for 17 years. Since 2003? No. No. That'd be 17 years. I mean, it's possible, I suppose. All right. All right. I, yeah. All right. You can... Google. Yep. Look under the Google. Let me keep going. Uh, Netflix is bringing back Atypical for a fourth season. That's Atypical for Netflix because they usually end up things in things in two. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. It's funny. 2005 was its first season. So, well, I was close. Yeah. Still not possible for them to have 17... Yeah. I mean, I think at one point they did do, like, the kids Maybe for two years that. and they're counting that. Maybe. Fox? Yeah, because they did, like, The Next Generation. Okay, you'll have to tell me if this thing is uh, premiered yet. Fox has ordered a second season of Mental Samurai. That had premiered last that has year. premiered? I don't know what this is. What uh, is Mental Samurai? With host Rob Lowe. Oh. And they put it to a sphere. And uh-huh. it spins them around like an astronaut, uh-huh. and then it stops and has to answer questions. <laughs> How did I not know? When, when did this happen? I don't even know if this is. I talked about. We, we did a review. I did a yeah, review. Yeah, I don't this. remember I don't this. this at all. This was like after the mass thing that happened after the mass singer last <laughs> season. Which means they'll probably do the same thing after I the mass singer. I must have mentally blocked Mental Samurai out of my head. I am myself a mental samurai. You're a mental samurai? Mental yes. samurai? Yes, I did. NBC is bringing Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. The whole Chicago set back for three more seasons. Chicago Wednesday. Continuing yeah. to be Chicago's for Wednesday. three more years at least. So get ready, Chicago. Man, when are they ever going to fix that city? Yeah. <laughs> CBS. Has canceled Hawaii Five O officially after ten seasons of the reboot. I call bull. Like how's that on possible? Ten seasons. Right? ten seasons already. Yeah, but here we are. And yet here we are. But yeah, I wonder. Which, I believe I which stopped. Makes me wonder which one was longer run than the original Hawaii Five O or this one. I believe I stopped caring about the reboot <laughs> when Scott Cam left. Yeah. I think he left. But actually, I'd be really curious to see if this one actually outlasted the original. It may uh, have. It may have. Yeah. Uh, and then last thing in cancellations, Fox has canceled Almost Family after one season. I think we called this one. Yes. <laughs> that was a one-season wonder if I ever saw one. I believe we called that as a one-season yes, wonder. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think we did. Uh, you looking up. Yeah, I'm looking at Hawaii Five O. It's just telling me the uh, the you current one. Like Wikipedia or something. Anyway, that's it for cancellations. We do have two deaths this week. 
Ooh. Hawaii Five O original lasted twelve seasons. Oh, okay, so they didn't quite make it. Not quite. Oh well. This is lasting ten. Two, uh, two uh, well-known people uh, this week, but both very old, so not super surprising for either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which I actually didn't know about until just now. Uh, James Lipton, uh, who was the host, of course, of, of the Inside the Actor Studio show uh, on uh, what was that on? A, not AMC, maybe? No, T- TMC. No, it was Turn, not. GCM. It was, uh, was it Bravo thing? Back when think... Bravo was different than it is now? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a well-known show. It uh, had a lot of really great uh, episodes of basically, like, let's bring on all these people, all these actors, and just have them talk. Uh, uh, those were always fun to watch, as uh, James Lipton always asking what their favorite swear word was. Yes. Great stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, James Lipton, age 93. He did do some acting. Yeah. That's not to say he was just only a host. Yes, but that's what most people of our generation will know of. Yes. So. If you're going to watch any episode of Inside the Actor Studio, the one I recommend the most is they had the cast The Simpsons on in like late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. maybe 99, 2000. Yeah. It was great. It's a really great episode. And then also this week, Jack Welch, age 84, CEO of General Electric from 1981 to 2001. I believe he purchased NBC during that time? Uh, So yeah, he was part of the NBC situation. Um, He bailed basically right before the the, um, negotiations started about the Comcast. Right. Uh, But yeah... um, He's probably more well-known for this generation as being one of the many ex- uh, uh, influences on the character of Jack Donaghy on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. He even cameoed as himself on, in fact, the episode where they discussed the purchase of fake company Cable Town yes. uh, for NBC on 30 Rock. He basically appears to basically hand Jack the keys, <laughs> uh, which is yeah, which is a classic episode. I think it's season four or twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, those are your deaths. Yeah, big death. Moving on. To I hand this to you. Music. Time to talk about music. All right, we start uh, music with the Billboard. We always do. Sorry, we start the Billboard. With the Hot 100. What is my singles? How hot are my singles this week? Your singles are so hot, they're one new release. <laughs> That's not hot at all. It. Uh, it's cold. Number one is still The Box by Roddy Rich. Yeah, which I still haven't heard. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Yes. That, now you know how I feel when <laughs> Juice, or whatever it was, <laughs> I haven't heard. It's full. Wait, was it, no, what was it? Um... Good time, good, no. <laughs> good as hell. No, what's the other Lizzo song? <laughs> Both of those are Lizzo songs. So okay, you're, you're probably right. I just don't know what you're talking. No, the, remember because we were I was here the other day. Yes, yes, last week. Yes, yes. And we were talking. I hadn't heard one of them, but I don't remember which one you. Yeah, were the one, the wedding, the mm. Minnesota Viking <laughs> one. Yes. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yes, Marty Rich is now the new Truth Hurts for sure. us. Yes. Uh, number two, Life is Good by Future, but really Drake. Yeah. Uh, number three, Circles by Post Malone, because it's, still there. it's always there. And uh, number four, your new release <laughs> On by BTS. Yes. Uh, and number five, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Yep. 
Speaking of BTS. Don't start now. They are atop <laughs> the Billboard 200 your with your chart. albums chart. Yes, they have a new album out. Yep. Map of the Soul 7 by yes. BTS is your number one album of the week. And of course it is. Uh, number two, Still Flexing, Still Stepping <laughs> by Young Boy Never Broke Again. <laughs> yep. My favorite name of any artist, Young Boy Never Broke Again. And, and a surprise number three here, Ordinary Man by yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yes, that Ozzy Osbourne I hear that thing's okay. has a top five album. Yeah, I hear it's okay, actually. Like, weirdly enough, I hear it's all right. I was half tempted to listen <laughs> to it. probably should listen to it. I was half tempted to actually listen to that probably thing. probably should have. Maybe I should have. Now that I look at it, maybe I should have. Yeah. Um, at number four, Changes by Justin Bieber. Yep. And at number five, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial <laughs> by Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, the name Roddy Rich, sounds like he should be a wrestler, not a rapper. Mm. Am I the only one who thinks that? Yes. Okay. I think Roddy Rich. Maybe I'm just thinking of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Sure, of course you are. <laughs> Why well, wouldn't you? That's exactly what you would think, right? Sure. All right. All right. Um, well, if I don't want to listen to the new Ozzy Osbourne record, or any of these new... Yeah. Uh, releases? We have new releases. New releases. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to this week. But... But here are the new releases. Here are the new releases. Where are we? Let's Hunted by Anna Calvi. Okay. Carnivore by Body Count. Okay. Superstar by Caroline Rose. Uh-huh. Note this is a normal superstar and not a superstar with cheese. Ha 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 ha! Uh, but so that joke had all the cheese on it. it was super cheesy. Uh, we also have "Put the Shine On" by Coco Rosie. Okay. Silver Landings by Mandy Moore. Yes, that Mandy Moore. That Mandy Moore. Yes, for once. Uh, we also have all visible objects by Moby. Yeah, that Moby. That Moby. <laughs> Just don't let Moby rob you. Yeah. Uh, we also what have... does Natalie Portman think about this? <laughs> 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 deep cut from like five months ago, everybody. We also have Ceremony by Fantagram. Yes, that Fantagram. <laughs> Uh, Do you really need to say? Yes, because Fantagram of the OC Fantagram. Yes, amongst other things. Yes, and yet I'll only know them as that Fantagram. (laughs) Uh, Traditional Techniques by Stephen Malkmus. Stephen Malkmus. Stephen Malkmus. (laughs) Uh, Five Years Behind by Thick. And Heavy Eyes by U.S. Girls. <laughs> Whoever Sorry, can, them, can, you, can you talk about Thick one more time? You mean Five Years Behind? Yeah, by... By Thick. I don't think... I don't think they... I don't think that they're called that. Well, it's all caps. So <laughs> should I just yell Thick? I can yell it if you want me to. I don't think you should yell thick. But it's all caps. No. So it's telling me to yell yell it. Thick. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that's it for new releases. Anyway, that's it for new releases. We have music <laughs> news. Uh-huh. First up, presidential primaries happened. That's not music news. Well, it kind of is because <laughs> Public Enemy... It is a segue, though. ...in support of Bernie Sanders <laughs> has decided to lose a little flavor <laughs> in its concerts uh-huh. as Flavor Flav is now officially an alumnus of the group according to a statement uh, reported to Rolling Stones. His firing follows a dispute with Chuck D over an appearance by Public Enemy, uh, by a Public Enemy spinoff at a Bernie Sanders rally, which resulted in Flav sending a cease and desist order to the Sanders company. I believe that spinoff is called Public Enemy Radio. Yes, yes it is. Um, quote, Public Enemy and Public Enemy Radio will be moving forward without Flavor Flav, the group said in a statement released on Sunday. We thank him for his years of service and wish him well. Fans were quick to take to social media, urging others not to blame Sanders for coming between the two, (laughs) pointing out that the two have had issues with one another in and out of court for Years. On his Twitter account Sunday night, Chuck D tore into flavor without explicitly confirming that he had ousted the more lighthearted member of the veteran hip-hop collective. He continued to assert that Mr. Flav is apolitical through and through versus taking a principled stand on Sanders, and that his former cohort, quote, would have been there front and center (laughs) at the candidates' rally if there was a money bag (laughs) or a bigger purse. So, yeah, two things about the story. First thing is, yeah, as, as, as you mentioned in this, is that, yeah, like, apparently he was already on probation for years from the group. I mean, there must have been some sort of spat, some sort of very public dispute between the two of them. They don't get along very well. And I think the only reason why, I mean, this was a big story was because Flavor Flav made it one, and he was basically, like, felt shafted because he wasn't involved in a thing that had the name Public Enemy. Right. Second thing about this story, the fact that Chuck D thinks that Flavor Flav is apolitical is very interesting because I feel like the entire idea of Public Enemy was they were an extremely political art. Like they they made extremely political art, like back in the like late eighties. And so, like I just don't I don't know if I buy that. Like I think that's maybe something you say if you're a little bitter about something or something. But like I don't know. I feel like Favorite Flav probably has his opinions here. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure time will tell when yeah. Flavor Flav. You know, decides to get around just, the yeah. block on it. I just don't understand how you can be in Public Enemy and be able. <laughs> Maybe it was just his time. <laughs> it's confusing. Anyway, yeah, this is the weird, weirdest story of the week, but it's also the biggest music story of the week, which says a lot about music right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll get all his thoughts on TikTok. Maybe. Maybe we will. If you will. Yeah, I get it, because the clocks, he wears giant clocks. Yeah, that's like the fifth one I've done of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
The best, uh, my best flavor flavor memory, by the way, is remember DJ Hero? Yes. I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one, but one of them. Wait, there was a sequel. Yes, they made a DJ Hero two. <laughs> it was also very good. Um, DJ Hero, under, underrated game, by the way. Man, man, they need to make another one of those. Those were good. Yes, let me um, dust off the DJ Hero <laughs> set I have hell yeah. instead of buying wait, a new one. Wait, do you own DJ Hero? Not anymore. Oh, you had it? <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, uh, but you had it at one point. PS3. Hell yeah. I used to play my friends DJ Hero all the time. It was fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, in that game you had like the, I forget which one it was, but you had the option to choose whatever your custom like interstitial like noise you could play yeah. during the song. And there was a flavor flavor pack that you could just have for like flavor flavor would just say stuff. <laughs> be like a lot of yeah boys. Because <laughs> that was his thing. Right. And that's what everyone basically knows Sorry Flavor as mm-hmm. other than the flavor of love. And, and sometimes he would just say his own name. Like, yes. Flavor Flav. Like that. that was exactly like that. My Flavor Flav memory. That's a very good Flavor Flav impression. <laughs> Thank you. You should anyway. definitely go on Netflix's comedy tour and just do that. <laughs> just do Flavor <laughs> That is your bit. Throw me out of that. Throw it out of the laugh factory for that. Anyway, uh, what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, we have other music stories. Yes, we have some bits to talk about. We do. More bits. Uh, music bits. Yes. Well, first new music High bit. High bit rate. Yep. <laughs> That's a music joke right there. <laughs> music jokes. Well, uh, Drake has decided to stop <laughs> writing the coattails of the future <laughs> on Life is Good and drop not one, but two new songs, uh, When to Say When and Chicago Freestyle. Yeah. I haven't heard either of these, but I felt like two Drake singles were a new story, so I included it. Well, they will be new stories when they definitely chart in when they two chart weeks. Week, yeah. <laughs> a week or two. Yep. Uh, we also have Deborah Dugan, who uh, placed who was placed on administrative leave from her post as president and CEO of the Recording Academy in January, has officially been terminated. So, yeah, this was kind of the end of that whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, where now she's no longer on the payroll, she's gone. Yep. Uh, Lady Gaga's new album will officially be called Chromatica, mm-hmm. and will be put out on April 10th. Did you listen to the new song? Yes! I heard it on the radio on Friday morning of last week. Okay. And uh, it is what everybody said it was. It is a return to uh, classic dance Gaga. It yes. It sounds like her first few records, it's very much not um, in the vo- in the mode of the, the course-correcting record she put out last time. This is not that. This is disco-style dance gaga again. And, yeah, it's it's catchy. It's good. I don't know if it's the best, like, up with her best or not. The time will tell. But I think it's definitely a return to form. She's uh, playing to part nostalgia yeah. and part... Oh, yes, that's right. Lady Gaga is a dance, or was a right. dance monster. She, yes, she is a, a monster. Yes. Sure. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what the whole record sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, moving on to other bits news. Mayor Frances Suarez has called for the postponement of Ultra Music Festival over concerns about the spread of Corona. Virus. No, not coronas. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Let's be serious about the story. Yes, I am. 
I'm serious about this story. Serious stuff. So yeah, um, I, uh, I coronavirus popped his head again in the, this podcast. I included this because Jesus Christ. I included, <laughs> um, I included this story because um, it's a pretty big festival, and the fact that the whole thing is just being completely shut down by this is yeah, is crazy. We were talking about disease spreading throughout Miami is a new thing. Not even warranting that with a no. laugh or anything. No, reaction. Just, just, just that dead air just silence. It just, just sit for a little bit. Just sit there. Anyway, so yeah, uh, if you were planning on going to Ultra Music Festival in Miami, well, too bad. So uh, hopefully your tickets weren't on sale and you prepaid everything. You spent $200, $300 on that. Yeah. Speaking of spending $200, $300, Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin, are teaming up for the first ever <laughs> arena tour. Yeah, uh, 1999 called. They want their idea back. Um, I think they saw what Shakira did at and uh, Jennifer Lopez did at the halftime okay. show. It was like, hey, we're the male version of that. <laughs> Let's do that. We're the male version of that. Oh, so that one more to laugh. So that one warrants a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, where's Mark Anthony? I feel like he's the third person that wasn't invited. Is he trying to date Cleopatra? No, not that Mark Anthony. <laughs> not that Mark Anthony. It's Mark Anthony, I think. <laughs> not Anthony. Different people. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, we also have uh, the Dixie Chicks released yes. their first song in 13 years. And... Announce an album, Gaslighter, put out on May 1st. And this album will be produced by none other than... Yeah, Media Boat favorite Jack Antonoff. Yeah, he is. So, uh, yeah, just real quick, I listened to this thing. The album? Uh, no, well, just the song, the which song. is also named Gaslighter. Okay, so uh, it's the title. The title track. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, it's the Dixie Chicks in 2020, and they sound like they never stopped. Like, it's crazy. But at the same time, also, it sounds like a modern Jack Antonoff production. Hmm. It sounds very much like, I was talking to you pre-pod about this, but it sounds very similar to kind of the work he was doing on uh, Taylor Swift's Lover last year. It's very much in his mode, very big, uh, maximalist approach to pop. Uh, but yeah, it still sounds like, it still manages all of that and still sounds like the Dixie Chicks. They're back to doing what they do best, writing great feminist anthems okay. in a country style. And yeah, like, I, I, I literally said to myself watching this thing, I was like, we missed you, Natalie. Because <laughs> I was like, Jesus, it's great to hear her again. So yeah, um, it's I'm thrilled to have new Dixie Chicks music in the world. and So yeah, looking forward to May. Yeah, sounds like uh, he nailed that um, audition. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I was telling you in the, the Billboard story, yeah, uh, basically said that they intended originally to do uh, the approach they had done before, which is basically like work with lots of songwriters, work with lots of producers, kind of just make an album with lots of, lots of people. Uh, but they recorded this song with Jack Antonoff, and then at the end of it, we were like so impressed by him that they were like, yeah, no, we just want to work with you. So the whole album will be produced uh, yep. by Antonoff. So we'll see. Yep. And lastly, in the bits... Darius Rucker oh. was recently Hootie. at the... Uh, yes, Mr. Hootie himself. Yes. Was recently performing at the uh, Grand Ole Opry where uh-huh. he was surprised okay. by the president of the Grand Ole Opry uh-huh. who came on stage and 
told him that he had made it into the Grand, the Ole, Opry. Grand Ole Opry. Has he had he not already? He had been? not been in there before. Oh, okay. But he is officially a member of the Grand Ole Opry, the country version of the Hall of Fame, and has forever has now has a standing invitation to play there. Out of curiosity, I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Let's see. How many black members are there of the Grand Ole Opry? Um, you had to guess. If I had to guess? Yeah. Are there under five? I would say probably a literal handful. Because, <laughs> like, I feel really terrible. Like, like that's got to be a low number. I would think so. I mean, the what I read didn't list him as the first yeah. or the only. A related note, whatever happened to Cowboy Troy? Uh, Cowboy Troy? Is that not the same guy that's walking around naked in uh, New York <laughs> bothering Michael Bloomberg? What? No. No? I don't know what you're talking about. New York's Naked Cowboy. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Okay, we'll Google it. No, Cowboy Troy was this cowboy rapper that, I guess, recorded a lot of stuff with Big and Rich. In like the early two thousands. Okay. You don't remember Cowboy no. Troy? No. Okay, never mind. Anyway. No. <laughs> I don't think he's in the Grand Ole Opry. Would you watch him look it up? You could be wrong. It could be wrong. You All might right. be. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, that's it for music news. Any <laughs> that's thoughts? That's it for music news. All right. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, I listen to some smaller stuff. I listen to that Soccer Mommy record. It is very good. Yes, Hootie. Yes, Hootie. that Hootie. 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 Hoodie. Frick, oh, frickin' hoodie. <laughs> uh, any other music thoughts while we're on Because I listen to that Soccer Molly record. Uh, I listened to... Uh, did you get thoughts on Soccer Molly? No, I mean, it's good. I mean, that's what I'll say about it. Will it possibly on your end of the year list? Maybe. Maybe if it lasts. If it lasts? If it lasts. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, that's it for music. Yep, Cowboy Troy gave birth to Little Nas X. <laughs> you might have. No, that's not true. Is that not a thing? That's not actually true. But that's no. funny. I wish that was true. I mean, <laughs> it's a gateway. I mean, there, there's some similarities there. See, Kristen remembers. Yeah, I mean, Cowboy I Troy. would assume she remembers. If I, was going to, if I was going to rely on one person that I know personally to remember who Cowboy Troy is, it would be her. Someone who probably experienced yeah, who probably the, at least the Cowboy Troy. Cowboy Troy. Uh, anyway. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to video games. Uh, and we start with new releases. Yes. All new right. releases. What am I playing this week? Ah, uh, oh, you're probably playing some Pokemon, aren't you? Uh, maybe, actually. I might jump back into that. But, um... uh, but there's a new game of Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, colon, Rescue Team DX This would be the, for the Switch, Switch uh, Mystery Dungeon game. Yes. Uh, this, game, this series has its fans. I am not among them. But if you like Pokemon and if you like roguelikes, this is your game. I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I've never played it because I've, I haven't um, like owned if a Nintendo console. If there is a demo, you should play the demo. I so might play like the it. demo. Yeah. Uh, that is, of course, if I'm not too busy playing the demo of Final Fantasy yes. VII that apparently it got released. Yeah, so we are 
like we aren't really outfitted to talk about it because it's not a technically a new release, nor is it really a news story. Right. But yes, uh, PS4 owners, if you are interested in the Final Fantasy VII remake, there is a demo that is the what the first ten minutes of the game. Or yeah, give or take. Give or take. Uh, so yeah, it, it, uh, you'll get to try the new f- uh, fighting system, the whole kit and caboodle. So yeah, uh, download that if you're a PS4 owner and you're interested. I have it in my library to download. Yeah, I'm debating on whether I even want to try it or not, because I, I don't know. Final Fantasy, not a series that I'm super into. I played Final Fantasy XV and liked its uh, yeah. open, fluid combat system, not turn-based. Yeah, I've heard that this is closer to that. Yeah, well, though, really I've heard that, that it's... I've also you heard can that switch there's a between lot of either. hearts in it, too. Yeah, you can switch between the two of either making okay. it turn-based or... Yeah. Uh, open. But I, on a podcast I listened to today, somebody did uh, refer to it as very Kingdom Heartsy. So yeah, you okay. should probably check it out. I will probably check it out. All right. Uh, we also have Langrisser 1 and 2 for the PlayStation and Switch. Double back. And lastly, we uh, I feel like this thing already came out. Okay. Ori and the Will of the Wisps for the Xbox and PC. So there's a reason why you think this already came out because it was delayed not once. But twice. Ah. Uh, this most recent delay was only by like a month or so. Okay. But that being said, it is a very it was very long awaited. Um, it's been in a two E threes in a row, uh, in its uh, run up to release. So yeah, um, fans of the original Ori though, I'm sure are psyched. Uh, I've heard good things about this game. I played a little bit of the first one, and it is way too hard for me. Ooh, so, is it? So yeah, it's very hard. It's um, it's a. a platformer slash kind of metroidvania kind of exploration kind of game so if that sounds cool uh the new one's out so check it out okay i believe that also is on uh game pass uh for xbox game pass owners i believe you're right so i could technically play this hey you could try am i going to no hey you could try (laughs) Eh, we'll try we'll put we'll put it out there in the ether yeah maybe it'll come out Alright, uh, moving into video game news. News of the video game variety. Alright, so coronavirus has affected yes. the movies. Um, our movie section is infected our music section. Uh-huh. And yet again, it shall infect our video game section. Yes. Three out of four sections of because the new podcast the here. the last, like this entire year has basically just been news about uh, conferences that are either happening or not happening. Yep. Well, and GDC and E3 are two of the biggest conferences still to come. Yeah, they are. Or might come. Well, uh, as E3 2020 is still going ahead despite yes. ongoing concerns about the spread of coronavirus. With organizers, uh, the Entertainment Software Association, confirming that the recent cancellation of the Game Developers Conference hadn't affected its current schedule for the L.A.-based Expo in June. Quote, Everyone is watching the situation very closely, uh, said the ESA in a statement to Vice Games. Uh, Quote, We will continue to be vigilant as our first priority is the health, wellness, and safety of all of our exhibitors and attendees. Given what we know at this time, we are moving ahead Full speed with E3 2020 planning. Exhibit and registration sales are on track for an exciting show in June. I feel like they're trying to quell fears here. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, coronavirus can't kill the music man, 
and <laughs> won't keep a good game down. It's true. It's all true. Yes, uh, but uh, it is of note that a lot of the, uh, big names dropped out of GDC. Yeah, which basically led to the organization just saying, you know what, let's wait until this all kind of like gets over, like till it's over. Right. So the what they had announced is that they're going to postpone it to maybe having a summer date. Uh, for GDC. Whether or not that actually happens, though, is up in the air. So for all intents and purposes, most media outlets are reporting canceled, not postponed. Um, the other half of this, that E3, just the ESA is just brazen here, just being like, ah, we don't care. Yeah. We're just going to do it anyway. Uh, considering that we probably haven't even heard the, the all the companies that are probably also going to bail out on this if this continues. Right. Like, I would not be surprised if we see more names pull out of E3 as we get closer. I mean, it, so who knows? I think that would be in conjunction with whatever the CDC says. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But the ESA just will not stop. It's like they, well, they know that they have already a PR nightmare on E3 yet to start with, even before all of this coronavirus stuff. So to cancel it after all of this would right. be the worst thing they could possibly do if you're that company. Uh, it would be on the 26th anniversary? Uh, 25th anniversary? 25th. First? No, because... First. Cause no. I want to say it was 95 was the first E3. Right, so this would be the oh, yeah, 25th. 26th. 25th. Whatever it is, but yes. Um, but no, 26, you count... The, you yeah, count zero you year count as one. The year 95 was. Yeah, you count year. zero year as one year. So yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a rough one, but um, I think that they're, they're being a little ridiculous about this especially that last sentence where there's it feels a little blase it's gonna be great (laughs) yeah it's gonna be great don't worry we're we're watching it but you don't have to worry we'll take care of it it's kind of like uh we'll see about that i'm not sure so yeah uh we'll see as we get closer to e3 whether or not that changes yeah uh it will be interesting to see if the gd uh the game developers move dates to say like an august conference mm-hmm. after um, both Xbox and PlayStation have officially announced and be like, yeah. hey, here's where you can literally like show off what you can do with your hardware. Maybe. In a true like game d- developer of games yeah. type of conference. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I think that would be the That'd better be move. That would be smart. Yeah. Okay. All right, speaking of the better move... I love, Valve I love moves. and Half Life uh-huh. are back in the news. Well, yeah, we are a mere like what three or four weeks away from Half Life Alex. Well, you know, last year Valve said that Half Life Alex could kickstart a new wave of Half Life games. Oh, in an in, in a new interview, this is an old one. This is a new one. In a new interview with Game Informer, Valve developer Robin Walker confirmed that the studio doesn't view Alex as the end of the series but rather the studio's return to it. Ah. uh, Quote, Half-Life means a lot to us and its series, but rather the studio's uh, but... Studio's but? The studio's but (laughs) has been incredibly rewarding (laughs) to re-familiarize ourselves with this character, settings, and mechanics. Uh A rewarding but. Of the but. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are half 
there are Half-Life Alex team members who have been at Valve since Half-Life 2 and quite a few who wow. go back to the original Half-Life. Wow. There are also people on the team for whom Half-Life Alex is their first time working on this series at all. Uh, and many of them certainly hope it's not the last. We absolutely see Half-Life Alex as a return to this world, not the end of it. As Half-Life Alex, as you said, is only a mere Half-Life away. Uh, it is interesting that they're trying to wrap up uh, some news well, about it. they're not trying to wrap up yeah. the series, which is interesting. I mean... I no, mean, no, this ramp is... up. Oh, ramp up. Yeah, okay. ramp up the news. Pump up the volume. Uh, but yeah, this is interesting because, like... It's never you never truly know with Half Life because even when they say that it's going to be like Confirmed. continued, they never yeah. do, <laughs> and so it's like who the hell knows. So it's interesting to see them just getting ahead of it and be like, no, we're not done. And whether that means maybe direct sequels to Half Life Alex, maybe this means we will maybe get a proper Half Life Three someday. This could mean all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe spinoffs in that universe. Maybe we'll finally get that Portal Half Life spinoff that they promised back in two thousand seven. Who knows? Yeah, oh, they're still working on that game. Yeah, supposedly, right? Yeah, it's just bringing in a lot of the physics with Portal. Because, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there was that whole rumor. It was like, oh, the next Half-Life's going to have the Portal gun in it. That never happened. No. So, yeah, never. I don't know. There's all sorts of things they could do, but it's interesting that they're being so, like, open about it. Mm-hmm. For Valve, which is not a company that's open about most things. So, yeah, this is a very, very interesting time to... Um, Put, uh, to have this out, and I'm very excited to see feedback come out in the next couple weeks uh, about Half-Life Alex. Yeah, uh, Half-Life Alex, of course, the VR yes. game. I'm allowed to be playing it because I don't have access to, nor want access to, any VR headsets, but I will be interesting to hear things about it. Oh, you don't want to be nauseated dizzy playing? No, not particularly. No, not, not on a regular basis? Not really looking for that in All my right. life. Okay. That experience. Uh, with that, that concludes <laughs> our music. Our video yeah, game. Yeah, whatever this was. Video <laughs> game news segment. Do you have any thoughts on anything? Um, I'm continuing to play uh, the two games that I was playing last week: uh, Call of Duty and House Flipper. I went back to Pokemon. I okay. found or went to the Battle Tower. Uh-huh. So I'm starting that. Oh, that's fun. That's fun stuff. Yeah, I uh, got through the first two levels. Um. It's interesting that you can only take three Pokemon. In yeah, play. it's not a yeah, it's not a six. It's not, a, six. It's not my full team because I can't just like. I feel like that's not strategy wise because you can't just put in someone there to eat a hit while you heal. Exactly, that's on purpose. Yeah. Because <laughs> like that's why I brought my Storlax in to start eating hits in case I needed it. Your tank, yes. My tank. My my my, my main uh, my main wall of defense. Yep. My super speeded uh, Snorlax. <laughs> Super speed Snorlax. He is so fast. He can be fast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I tried to make him as fast as I can so that way I could use uh, Body Slam. Yeah. Since he's heavier than anything. Just basically, like, auto kill constantly. Mm, sounds like good. The, uh, unlike Draining Kiss, some people use. <laughs> the Kiss of Death, as they call it. Draining Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, other than that, not playing anything really. Um. I think that wraps us up then, right? I believe so. All right. Thank so you for joining us. Plug away. For this episode of the Media Boat Podcast. If you want to watch us live, we'll be live again next week. Uh, somebody's turning 30 next week. I don't know who that is. But oh, no. Someone already turned th- 30. Uh, Once. 
Yeah, but that's unrelated. But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, birthdays are happening all over the place. It's Pisces season. Oh, do you want to do something next week then? We special? have to do a podcast. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So uh, join us for that special celebration next week. We're live on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com, uh, search Media Boat Podcast, and that's where we are. Like, subscribe, comment, click the bell to get notifications when we go live. It's wonderful living in the future. You can also listen to us in podcast form via Apple Podcasts or many similar RSS feed-driven podcast searches mm-hmm. uh, services. Just search Media Vote Podcast and you'll find us. You can also uh, find us on social media networks. On Twitter, our handle is at Media Vote Cast. Facebook, search Media Vote Podcast. Find our page. Comment there as well. On um, mm. Patreon.com slash MediaVote. That's where you can donate to us to help us out. We do uh, have to spend money to host this podcast, so keep that in mind. Little as a dollar a month uh, can help us out. Please consider donating uh, for whatever we asked for at the beginning of the show. <laughs> forget. Um, donations. Don't, something to do something, go somewhere. I forget where it was. Oh, it was... Uh... Money to go to the uh, Netflix gallery. Oh, right, to the, the Netflix shows. Yeah. Um, then, uh, yeah, and then if you want to, uh, every once in a while we'll play video games over at uh, twitch.tv slash mediavote. And if you want to email us, if you have questions or comments about the show, you can email us at mediavotepodcast at gmail.com. I think that is and everything. Those are the plugs. So thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week for another whole episode. So please tune in to the Media Boat Podcast. We'll see ya. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more thoughts and news and birthdays? Maybe. Question mark? Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.